and here we are once again for another daily G1 Climax 33 recap review show. I'm Mr. Warren Hayes. It is August 2nd. We are going to be talking about night 12 of the G1. How are you doing? I hope you're having a good week so far. I hope you're digging the G1, or at the very least, I hope you're digging my recaps. You know, if you don't have time to watch it, you know, this is what these are for. Hopefully I'm giving you, you know, you feel you're keeping up even though you're a little on the outside looking in, which is fine. That's what these are for as well. So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're hanging out together. And now we're gonna be talking about this uh, this show here. Uh, you know. You, you know the rigmarole, likes, subscriptions, all that stuff, uh, uh, you know, uh, reviews and ratings on the podcast side of things. Well, you know, I can't stress enough that these things help grow the channel, grow, uh, help uh, the podcast tremendously as well. So whether you're on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or on your favorite podcast app, a little love like that would be fantastic. But enough of me, because this is not about me. This is about the final night of joined block action between uh, with the block C and D. That's right. The next time we see block C, we're going to see it on its own dedicated night on August 9, 8, excuse me, and block D will be on August 9. Now I'm going to tell you, and you know, we, a lot of us have been talking about it in my circles and my haunts and whatnot. Um, good. <laughs> It's nice that we're going to sort of move into a, a period of the G1 where the matches are going to feel important, critical, but, you know, we won't have a full, like, eight, uh, a, 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 a full eight match schedule to watch. Um, you know, the, I, I, it, I enjoy the G1 tremendously, you know, I'll wrap this up, uh, you know, as we, as we get to, to the end, you know, probably on, on the uh, on the uh, August 13 recap, you know, we'll, we'll do it like a post mortem, you know. But I enjoyed the G1 and I enjoyed the setup here, and I think I wouldn't go any further with this. I wouldn't stretch it out anymore. This was just the perfect length to follow if you're doing it on the daily basis. Otherwise, if you're just using my recommendations, well, I'm sure that you, you know, you just enjoyed all the beautiful stuff and let the the poo poo behind, which is fine. Leave the poo poo behind. What are we doing here? We're doing uh, we're doing uh, results to begin with. Block C had um, Mikey Nichols defeating Evil. Aaron Hanare, uh, Aaron Hanare defeat not just not Aaron Hanare, just plain old Hanare defeating Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, Eddie Kingston defeating Tama Tonga and Shingo Takagi beating Dave Finley. So those were your results for C Block. As for D Block, Alex Coglin pulling up the upset, pulling off the upset. Pulling off the upset, <laughs> defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Toriyano beat Shane Hayes. Hiroki Goto defeated Jeff Cobb. And Tetsuya Naito defeated Zack Sabre Jr. So as you can tell with these results here, uh, multiple, multiple surprising results. Quite a few, actually. Uh, does not necessarily translate into great matches. But <laughs> let's get, look, we'll get to it. But, you know, this was a bit of the theme here. Uh, upsets, uh, you know, was setting up a, a, a final night of action, especially in Block D, where, uh, where things are going to be a little, a little juicier. Uh, let's start off with Block C since we're, uh, 
since we're going in alphabetical order here, where Mikey Nichols uh, defeated Evil to keep his uh, to keep his uh, to get his first four points of the tournament. Um, I think this this is one of these matches where the less the less is said, the better kind of thing. Um, truly and sincerely, I didn't care for this match at all. Uh, I yeah, lots you know, there's a lot of shenanigans, and it did come across as a little sloppy. You know, because again, you know, you expect you expect the uh, the shenanigans from uh, from the House of Torture, but I also think this match was was a little sloppy, and uh, yeah, you know, I was so high on 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 Mikey Nichols and his and his excellent performances, and I'm kind of bummed that uh, that this is what we're doing here with him towards the end. Um, but he does get the upset win over Evil. This was one of these surprises that. Uh, that uh, happened tonight uh, to keep evil from uh, from running away at the top of the block with 10 points. So, um, you know, silver lining, I guess. <laughs> and Aaron defeated Tomohiro Ishii. This was great. I love this. Uh, I would go as far as to say that this was my match of the night. Big bulls crashing into each other. Just fantastic stuff. Just hitting each other, hitting each other very, very hard. You know, as you as you can expect, you know, Ishii dropping, you know, German suplexes and lariats, and Hanari lands this perfect, like this perfect jumping knee strike, like right in the mush, just perfect stuff. Um, and he's getting all his big moves in the rampage, uh, Urinagis, and he wins. With uh, and these guys, these like I said, just go completely ham on each other. Tomohiro Ishii is using desperation headbutts, a beautiful series of strikes by Hinare towards the end that leads into Street of Rage, Streets of Rage for the win. Um, for a match that had zero significance, because as you can tell right now, if you're watching this on YouTube or on Spotify. For a match that had zero significance, because these guys are eliminated, there was, uh, you know, uh, this was, this not only over-delivered, but it ruled. It absolutely ruled. And, uh, and uh, you know, the, the story here was, you know, outside of the G1 spectrum here, was more about um, Hinare overcoming Ishii for the first time in New Japan. And uh, maybe even low-key passing the torch of, you know, this the great, solid, consistent G1 brawler, which Ishii has been for practically a decade, over a decade, about a decade at this point. My math is terrible. Um, you know, the, I, there's probably a little bit of a passing of the torch here, low-key, very low-key, but nonetheless, great stuff. Tamatanga, uh, Eddie Kingston defeated Tamatanga. This was one of the matches that you had to keep an eye on for uh, for points. I thought this was fine. I thought it was well worked. I thought it was, a, look, well worked, solid fight, good exchanges, never entered another gear. And it's just one of those where it's just like, where's the, you know, where's the energy? Where's the urgency here? Because boys... Both of you needed points here and uh, it, to stay alive. And in the case of Tama, you know, position yourself stronger, right? Eddie needed this to stay, 
to stay in the conversation, Tama could have been at the top of the block. Um, so Eddie is still alive, still very much alive with this one. And um, but I wish I could say as much about the match. It felt no, hang on. It didn't feel lifeless, but it didn't it didn't ascend. It didn't go any further than what it was supposed to be. And again, now that we're getting so close to the um, to the end here and and you know and all these points these points have been mattering for about you know two weeks now but not two weeks two uh, the two past shows for each block but now specifically here tonight when we're so close to the end uh i don't know again I, there's nothing wrong with the match it's just it was kind of there and then the main event uh, of the show and the final match of c block was uh shingo defeating Dave Finley, I thought this was fantastic. Just a, a great match by these two. I loved it tons. And, uh, you know, Finley tries to sucker his way into a victory here. Doesn't quite happen. We've got uh, Takagi, who's, uh, you know, who's, who's ready to, to, to throw down. He's just laying into, he lays into Finley the entire match. Dave Finley put, pulls out a table, eventually power bombs. Um, Shingo threw it. We get, uh, yeah, and Shingo's playing the hits. Got the Noshigami, there's a superplex, there's a Made in Japan. David Finley lands a Dominator, an Irish curse. We fight, we're five minutes in here. Finley is wailing on Shingo, but he refuses to go down. Made in Japan hits. They trade some strikes. A spear and a powerbomb by Finley follow at the 17 minute mark, followed by another powerbomb. But Shingo wallops Dave Finley. We're into two minutes left on the clock. We get a pumping bomber and last of the dragon that put him, put Dave Finley away clean as a sheet. So Shingo had to stay alive here and worked like he, like his life depended on it. <laughs> and that's what we got. So Shingo up at seven points now. So he stays relevant in this conversation. And that's, uh, that's how, uh, that's how things went for block C as far as the matches go. Uh, so the standings right now have Finley, Evil, and Kingston all at eight points. Tamatanga and Shingo at seven. We're going to talk eliminations right now. We're going to talk about how, you know, because we have one, one more night left. Like we said, August 8th is the last one for block action. So we've got, there's no one, there's no clear winner here. And I have the scenario set up with the tiebreakers and everything. And there's, there's, there's possibilities for all five of these guys, although you'll see some seem a little less probable. Finley, David Finley, and by the way, let's pull, let me pull this up here. Uh, these guys, the, 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 their final matches on August 8th, on night 15. We have Kingston versus Finley, which will probably be in the main event. The, the order of the matches hasn't been set yet on New Japan. Uh, on njpw1972.com, not just yet. So we got Eddie Kingston versus David Finley, Shingo Takagi versus Evil, Tamatanga versus Aaron Hanare, and Tomohiro Ishii versus Mikey Nichols. So uh, the only two guys, only uh, uh, Finley and Kingston, who are at the top with eight points, are fighting each other. So Finley will advance if he wins against Eddie. So he will move on to the playoffs. If 
he defeats Eddie Kingston. Even if Evil wins, even if Evil wins, he's going forward because uh, Finley has the tiebreaker on Evil. And even in Sh even if Shingo and Tamatanga win, he still advances because they they're going to be up at uh, at nine points. The only way he can lose, really. The only way he can lose is if Evil wins his match and Kingston beats him. That's the only way David Finley is not making it out of the, is uh, is not making it out of the tournament. So his odds are very good. He just has to do one thing, and that is defeat Eddie Kingston. Evil will advance in the tournament if he wins against if he wins against Shingo. And even if Eddie Kingston wins, right? He's, even if Eddie Kingston wins his match. Evil has the tiebreaker on, on Kingston. So he's fine. So all Evil has to do, um, all, 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 all Evil has to do is beat Shingo. And, and I'm saying, you know, he has the tiebreaker over Eddie. You know, Eddie has the, you know, if Eddie wins, that means he'll have the tiebreaker over Finley. Oh, yeah, he'll have the tie, but it won't even matter. Like, if Finley will be knocked out of the, the, the top spot, so, you know, we're just, we'll just be talking about who goes to the winner's side of the bracket and who goes to the runner-up runner side of the bracket. So, this is very good. Very good positioning for, uh, for uh, Dave Finley and, uh, and Evil. They just have to win a match. Now, Kingston, Eddie, he will advance if he beats Finley, right? Because, you know, He'll he'll knock him off. He'll be at ten points, and uh, and even if Evil wins his match, as I just said, Evil has the tiebreaker over Eddie. But it doesn't matter. That that'll just mean Eddie is going to be the runner up, and he's going to move forward to the playoffs on the runner up side of the brackets. If he loses, though, then he's done. If he doesn't win the match, he doesn't qualify for the playoffs because evil has the tiebreaker. So if so even if so even if if Eddie loses and Evil loses he's still out of the the playoffs because Evil has the tiebreaker over Eddie. And of course if Tamatanga and Shingo win well they're either or they're at 9 points so that will also beat Eddie. So Eddie has a lot of scenarios in which he can lose so he pretty much has to win this one to be secure. Tamatanga is going to advance. If he beats Aaron Hanare, that'll bring him up to nine points. And Evil and Shingo lose their matches. So this, this one is a little, it's a little more difficult to see happen here. You'd have to have a, a hell of a set of circumstances here. But wait a minute, hang on a second. That, is even, that doesn't even make sense what I just wrote here because Shingo and Evil are fighting each other. So hang on. Wait a second. So that means like Shingo and Evil are in the last match. So if Evil wins, he's at 10 points. So we need he needs Finley to lose as well is what I'm what what we should be pointing out. But then but then if Dave Finley loses, Eddie Kingston is at 10 points. Is Tamatanga soft eliminated? I think this is what's going on here. I think this is what's happening. 
Tamatanga is going to. This is what I. This I. I think I. I think I got it now. I think my notes here were wrong, but I got it now. Tamatanga is vying for. Uh, is is vying for the runner-up spot at this point because regardless of whether Inkst, because Kingston and Finley out of that match, one of those two guys is going to finish with ten points. And Tamatanga, the best he can do is nine. So he's at the best best case scenario, he comes in second, but that would mean that. Evil would lose his match, right, to Shingo, but then Shingo gets two points, which will bring him to nine, and then these two guys are, um, uh, they, they don't have a tiebreaker uh, over each other, they went to a time limit draw, so they don't even have a tiebreaker over each other, so we're probably getting into some wackadoo situation, uh, which will probably not happen, <laughs> so... The more things are shaping up here, the more it seems like it's Dave Finley and uh, it's Dave Finley and Eddie Kingston who are moving forward here. I would say. I think it's. I think we're zeroing in onto one match. Because... Because the, the tiebreakers that Tamatanga and Shingo have on the other guys don't matter because they'll never... Since they're at odd numbers, they're at seven points, whereas the other guys are all at even, uh, that doesn't necessarily, the, 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 the tiebreakers don't matter. So, <laughs> look at me talking through this. So, ultimately, what's going to happen here is uh, unless another match draws, which I, I frankly would be surprised, but... I mean, I, then again, this 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 tournament has all been about unpredictability. Am I right? Um, you know, I don't think I don't think either Shingo or Tama have a. They have mathematically they have chances, but I think it's uh, I think it's too far off. Like, look, if Evil wins his match, he's at ten points. Finley or Kingston are getting 10 points. Tama and Shingo are both at 7 points. Uh, if they make it like... You know, if, if Evil wins his match, that means Shingo stays at 7 points. If Tama wins his match, he'll be at 9. You know what? Right here, as we're recording, I am soft eliminating our boys here. And it kind of sucks. Because uh, I <laughs> like both these guys tremendously. But I think this makes sense. Okay, you know what? We are un... We are un-eliminating, soft-eliminating uh, Shingo here. And I'll tell you why. Because if Shingo... If Shingo beats Evil... He's at nine points. If Tamatanga loses his match, he stays at seven. So whoever wins between David Finley and Eddie Kingston, whoever loses, I should say, will be at eight points. Shingo will be at nine, so he'll advance. So Shingo actually has much more of a chance than Tamatanga. Because Tama needs to, because Tama will be 
tied tied up or will be beaten by the winner of Evil versus Takagi. I think I figured it out as we're going along here. I took the time to make notes and they and 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 they didn't make sense. We worked it out though. That's what's important. <laughs> um so there we go. So that's what block C looks like. But honestly, you know, we always have a tendency to sort of rack our brains over these more complex situations like with Tamatanga, which is why I'm just soft eliminating them because I think it's too complicated for it to translate well during a wrestling match. Um, so I think, I think he's going to, I'm going to soft eliminate him. I think he's done. Um, but we'll see what happens. But frankly, quite frankly, I'm seeing Tamatanga, I'm seeing... David Finley and Eddie Kingston moving forward here. But you can absolutely make a case for Shingo Takagi as well. I think we're pretty good for Block C now. <laughs> now let's do Block Block D. I think everything's in order for Block D. Let's find out together. Alex Coughlin defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi in what was probably considered a very big surprise and an upset. Well, I mean, not just considered. I think it is. Um, you know, someone always someone always gets a big win over Tanahashi in the G1 usually. So here you go. Uh, and uh, this was a glorified squash match in which Tanahashi looks terrible. Um, I think my favorite spot was uh, um, was the uh, the Death Valley driver that Coglin did as he was hoisting Tanahashi from off the mat. I think that was brilliant. But uh, uh, otherwise, not great. Alex Coughlin finishes the tournament. He's still eliminated, but has four points. And Hiroshi Tanahashi has six. Uh, Toriano defeated Shane Haste, knocking him out of the tournament. Um, lots of nonsense. Buckets being taped to heads. Let's move on. Block uh, D still, right? Hmm? Uh, Hiroki Goto defeated Jeff Cobb. And uh, Cobb is playing the immovable force here, the big giant, the immo the 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 unflappable strength guy, power dude. And uh, throughout the match, look, Cobb is emph emphasizing he's emphasizing Hiroki Goto's ribs, right? And this has been a bit of a story, right? Are you know how injured is Goto? Are the ribs really injured? You know, he showed X-rays on Twitter, said, you know, so, "Oh, well, excuse me, X." He showed off his, you know, that that his ribs weren't fractured, which was a good thing. Uh, he says they're very sore, though, so we didn't know the extent of the injury. Look, I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, and uh, a guy lifting up uh, a dude like Jeff Cobb with injured ribs into Ushigoroshis and Code Reds is starting to make me believe that maybe, just maybe, this rib shit is a work. Maybe. <laughs> just just putting it out there very very kindly um but uh look you know a, a loss for Cobb another uh and you know another block leader here not unlike in block C wasn't a good night for the block leaders losing their matches strong match that I really enjoyed by the way uh which I thought this was fantastic Cobb uh slips his past two matches into losses um, so yeah, uh, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was a very strong, well-worked match, smartly put together. I think Jeff Cobb has had a remarkable, 
uh, G1 this year. I thought he's been consistent. I think he's been compelling. It's been very good, full of personality. Great stuff. And then Tetsuya Naito defeated Zack Sabre Jr. Great match. This was great. There's uh, nothing we can add here um, that... uh, Look, I don't know. There's just something I can add, come to think of it. I don't know where this conversation comes from, from people saying Tetsuya Naito is washed. He can't do it anymore. Because a match like this, maybe it's because they saw, you know couple of matches and and even I myself when we were starting this out we we're like well what's going on with Naito is he still there you know and I definitely not call him washed and I'm definitely not not like planting a flag on this so I'm not quite sure where this conversation is coming from hopefully I didn't initiate it I didn't initiate it um but uh you know he has matches like this with Saber where he just turns it on and he's fine and he works hard and we get you know he's not the Naito of old you know but we still get great stuff out of him. This was a world-class match by world-class professional wrestlers. Uh, you got to love it. Doc Sabre Jr. is brilliant. All of this worked. All of this worked perfectly. I will never tire of seeing Zack Sabre Jr. and, and Tetsuya Naito have matches uh, against one another. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a, 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 a great match. So, if we get into the standings right now, Jeff Cobb, Zack Sabre Jr., Tetsuya Naito are all at eight points. So, even the early block leaders have been slipping, <clears throat> been slipping up and can't quite close the deal. Hiroshi Tanahashi and Hiroki Goto are at six. Shane Haste, as I mentioned, was eliminated today, as Coughlin and Toriano already were. Now, here's what's interesting for the, who's left in the D block. We've got Jeff Cobb at eight points, who holds uh, who holds tiebreakers over everyone except Hiroki Goto. He's got an, he's got the tiebreaker over Naito. He's got the tiebreaker over Tanahashi. And he's got the tiebreaker over Zack Saber Jr. What does that mean? Jeff Cobb advances uh, if he gets ten points. The only way he will not advance is if Hiroki Goto gets up to eight. Then it becomes a complicated wackadoo mess. But then Hiroki Goto is fighting Zack Sabre Jr. So if if Cobb... Let's list off the matches of, of Night 16, by the way, for D-Block. Hiroki Goto versus Zack Sabre Jr., Jeff Cobb and Shane Haste. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Tetsuya Naito. And Toriyano versus Alex Coughlin. <clears throat> so if he beats Shane Haste he advances because he has tiebreakers over the two other block leaders here right he gets 10 and let's say Zack Sabre Jr. gets 10 that's fine he, ad- he advances so all he needs to do is beat Shane Haste so Shane Haste is in a position to absolutely spoil Jeff Cobb's tournament the other way he can advance is if if in the scenario that he does lose to Shane Haste and he has eight points and either Naito or Zack Sabre Jr. and Goto lose their matches, then he advances as well because he has the tiebreaker over everyone except for Goto. But it's going to be one of these wackadoo situations because everyone has 
and 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 Goto has a tiebreaker over Cobb. That's important to point out. But um, everyone has otherwise. You know, Naito has a you know has a uh, Naito as well has a. Uh, uh, a tiebreaker over Goto. So again, we're getting a little too much into the weeds for me to think that this is a plausible scenario, which is why I'm leaning towards soft eliminating Hiroki Goto. Because I I think the scenarios in which he could come up are implausible. Even though he has a good chance, like I don't even think he has that good a chance to win against Zack Sabre Jr. and come up to eight. I kind of feel, I kind of feel Zack Sabre Jr., is poised to advance, but that's just me. So if so, if Cobb loses his match, uh, he's much more dependent on the results of other matches to move forward. If he wins, that's fine. He's qualified. He advances. Zack Sabre Jr. will advance if he wins against Goto and Cobb or Naito, either or, lose their matches. Because if he ties with Naito and Cobb at 10 points, let's say all three guys are tied at 10 points, they have tiebreakers over him, so he hits the bricks. There is no other scenario that I see in which Zack Sabre Jr. advances. He has to win. If he doesn't win, he's done. There's really no other scenario in which he advances. Because he only has a tiebreaker over Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's all he's got. Naito advances if he beats Hiroshi Tanahashi and Cobb loses. So not a straight to the top kind of thing. Because those are the two scenarios in which he need that, that he needs. Again, he has the tiebreaker over um over Zach. So even if he and Zach are tied at 10, he still moves forward. Even if he and Zach are tied at 8, they move forward. Let's talk about that. And look, in fact, there are scenarios where, say, you know, Tanahashi wins and Goto loses and we end up with a four-way, eight-point, four-way, you know, scenario with four guys with eight points. But that's not going to happen. It's too complicated. It's too complicated. Now, the wild thing that I'm doing here on top of, uh, on top of it all is that I am, I am soft-eliminating Hiroshi Tanahashi from the tournament. Because listen, if he wins, if he beats Naito, he ends up with eight points. Cobb and Zack Sabre Jr. both have tiebreakers over him. So even if the even if both Cobb and Zack Sabre Jr. lose their matches, he can't qualify. So even if he beats Naito for his eighth point, he's still stuck in a tie with Jeff Cobb and Zack Sabre Jr., upon which both guys have uh, have tiebreakers over. Doesn't that, isn't that kind of weird? Like, I, like I, 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 I fail to see like a perfect scenario in which Hiroshi Tanahashi has a chance of qualifying. I think he's done. I'm going to soft eliminate him because... I guess mathematically, and there's probably, some, like I said, you know, another wild, wackadoo situation in which he could probably uh, advance that I haven't seen, but uh, it's highly improbable. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Anyway, interesting stuff. Moving on to, moving on to these blocks here. We'll talk about this 
again, as we get forward, uh, as we get a little more, uh, as the nights start uh, 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 ending, as the blocks start wrapping up and we start to see what the playoffs start to look like, this will probably help give us even more direction. Uh, as far as recommendations for night 12, um, I absolutely <clears throat> will recommend Tetsuya Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, also give you a good recommendation for Tomohiro Ishii versus Hinare. And um, I will also recommend Shingo and Dave Finley. But it's maybe a softer recommendation than the other two. If you have time for that one. I think the two others are very good matches. You can't go wrong. You'd enjoy those. And if you have a little extra time on your hands, you do the main event, which was also very good, but I think a little a little on the softer side. You know, if it's like, Warren, I only have time for two, well, here you go. Do those. So now, we're on to August 5th. That's the next time we're going to see each other in three days from now. Saturday, August 5th, for the final night of Block A action, Block A exclusively, let me give a the page a little refresheroo here. And uh, no, the card order has not been finalized. So this is not the exact order in which the show is going to go down. Sonata versus Chase Owens. This will go either one of two ways. The upset win by Chase or Sonata sweeping the block. And I kind of feel they're going to have Sonata sweep the block. It doesn't matter regardless of what happens here. He has already qualified. Now, everything else on this card is crazy bananas. Let me pull up block A here on screen for those of you watching on YouTube or on Spotify. Just so that we're all in the same boat here. So that we all recall what's going on. You know, I've done some soft eliminations here. I kind of feel Kaito Kiyomiya and Shota Umino are the only two guys who still have a shot. Unless we start pulling out draws, then it just becomes crazy. Ren Narita versus Kaito Kiyomiya. Narita's already eliminated. Kiyomiya, if he scores his two points here, he's good. Will he qualify? Depends because it'll depend on what the result of Shota Umino versus Hikaleo is going to be. Because Shota and Kaito, they drew. So neither guy has a tiebreaker on top of each other. So that's very interesting. So will this be the last hurrah for Ren Narita having one last big win before we send Kiyomiya home back to Noah? Or is Shoda going to or is or is Shoda going to hit the bricks and the Cinderella story of Hikaleo carries us into the uh, into the playoffs. If Hikaleo wins, he qualifies. If Hikaleo wins and Kiyomiya loses, he qualifies because Hikaleo has the um, uh, Hikaleo has the uh, the tiebreaker. And I had soft eliminated him early on in the tournament, but clearly I've been proven wrong here. You would assume, right? Assume that um, that Shoda will probably be moving forward, right? But who knows? Because like I said, the outstanding scenario otherwise, because it, it, 
There's a couple of scenarios possible, but you, you would assume that Shota would move forward, which would mean that Kaito will probably lose because they're going to avoid doing wackadoo scenarios. They're going to keep it as simple as possible. You know, I know we like to think about the wild and wacky possibilities, but uh, but ultimately, um, you know, the everyone sort of, but, you know, Gato is more like a Knockham's Razor kind of guy. He keeps it simple. Makes it seem complicated, but in the in the outcome, it's just the, the most obvious outcome is the one. So, the most, but what is the most obvious outcome between Kaito Kiyomiya and Shota Umino? That's the, that's what's curious. So, whatever the match positioning is, whoever goes on first and loses will be a shoo-in for the other guy. And then uh, we have uh, Yoda Suji uh, taking on uh, Gabe Kidd. Um, I soft eliminated these guys because uh, if either of these, let's say Yoda Suji wins, he gets seven points. Um, there's someone, either Kiyomiya or Shoda, who's getting eight points. So it just, he'll be, whether it's Gabe Kidd or Suji, they'll be just, they'll come up just a little short. Unless we start getting draws again, which again, I could see Ren Narita and Kaito Kiyomiya going, going time here. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this has been the block of draws. I haven't had to think about draws as much in, you know, in this, in past G1s as I have in this one. These, this has been a real thing, especially in block A. Because look, if Hikaleo and Shota go time, and Kaito beats Ren, Narita, he's, there we go. We have our guy. And the opposite is true as well. Ren, Narita, and Kaito go time. Shota wins. There we go. These are all, these are all possible scenarios. But, you know, it's a fight to qualify for the playoffs in the runner-up side of the bracket. Just as simple as that. Four matches. Nice and light to the point. There we go. By the way, I forgot to mention this at first on yesterday's G1 recap. For some bizarro reason, and I, you know, I can only I can only blame this uh, on the uh, you know the ongoing long-term story of the onset of my stroke. I was making my my I was putting my 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 preview together, uh, you know, putting my stuff together and thinking about. Will Ospreay and, and Kazuchika Okada fighting together, saying that, uh, while saying that Okada had the tiebreaker over Osprey, well, it's the opposite. So I apologize for being completely out of it and maybe, you know, at the same time being a little misleading if you're just jumping into this, and I apologize for that. However, <laughs> it doesn't change the scenarios that I put out, thankfully. They, they still all stand, uh, nonetheless. Like, my analysis overall wasn't completely shot, despite the fact that I was, you know, out for lunch on that one. So I apologize for missing that up. So hopefully everything was clear today and there wasn't any more hiccups. And uh, I have to thank YouTube user Josiah Boat for pointing that out to me. Thank you very much. I, you know, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to try my best. God damn it, though. <laughs> but uh, listen, I'll be back, like we said, on uh, on Saturday. August 5th, we'll be back with the daily recaps. I don't know, you know, I'm here saying they'll probably be shorter, but you know me, that means jack shit. 
it, they might be shorter, but they probably won't be. We'll see what happens, but I'll definitely be back on Saturday for another G1 uh, Climax uh, uh, 33 recap. And I will also uh, be back on Thursday, tomorrow, for another AEW Collision, not Collision, Dynamite review. I think it's going to be a, 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 a big dynamite. So be sure to check that out. Look, wherever you decide to, whenever you decide to come back, I'll be right here. I'll see you next time.